Welcome back to the Paper Cuts Podcast, issue 35. I'm your host, Dan Ryan. With me this morning are Dean DeFalco. That's a thing that happened. And Evan Goldstein. Good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? Well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that that was just well as like Uh, another way to say good? Yes. Oh, okay. You should do the mighty conch call. I don't know what that what is. What is the mighty conch call? This is the thing I did. Is, it's the thing I is, did. Is that like a SpongeBob thing? Yeah. Sounds oh. like a SpongeBob it thing. It is a SpongeBob thing. Shockingly enough, we got our SpongeBob thing out of the way this early. <laughs> we have a SpongeBob Do we thing? We normally have a yes. SpongeBob thing? Yes. When oh, does okay. that happen? Good I don't actually know. listen to the show. <laughs> Dan Ryan, big fan <laughs> of the show. <laughs> there we go. Anyway, so we've got a bunch of comic books that we read. Lots of stuff is going on right now. We've got Convergence. We've got Secret Wars. Dean uh, has not had to read any Sonic comic books yet because uh, Worlds Unite hasn't started yet. It's coming. Yet. But God damn it, it's coming, and you're going to be miserable like me. So let's go through and get this out of the way quick so that we can get to some uh, some you know stuff that was not Convergence. Uh, Convergence, Man of Steel. Don't read it. Um, let's see. Uh, Convergence Supergirl Matrix. Uh, you should actually buy this book. Written by uh, Keith Giffen, again, which it seems like is as after he wrote the first issue, he went, yeah, this is nonsense. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to write a bunch of ridiculous shit, and it's going to have Ambush Bug in it, and it's just going to be really weird, and we're going to time travel around, and it's going to be silly. And that's that's really what this book ended up being. I actually really enjoyed this one. You enjoyed the last one too, didn't you? I did. Yeah, okay. you know the. the I remember weird, the hair. Yeah, the hair is weird, and like ambush bu- bug uh, kept <laughs> ambush bug kept saying that she smelled like spackle, uh, <laughs> because you know because she's like a protoplasmic blob, <laughs> nice, and not an actual. Per- yeah, it was pretty damn funny actually. Right. Ambush bug bug is uh is a good time, <clears throat> right? Like, uh, am, am I the only one who likes ambush bug? I don't have much don't experience with ambush, ambush bug, bug except for the. The fifty-two, like newsreel that they do at the end of every DC oh, that, book. Yeah, that's like the worst ambush bug stuff that there is. I, uh, I don't know. He's he's kind of me. irreverent and silly and and funny. Oh, that's and, the shithead that does all the new fifty-two like yeah. news things in the back. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, an alien Deadpool type character. In Dan's immortal words, he's a shit dick. Yeah. Ooh. Whoa, ooh. Whoa. Yeah. No, he's he is he is very much a th- that's uh like an alien Deadpool kind of character with a little less uh a little less fourth wall breaking. But still Supergirl uh this week the the Matrix was was really good. I enjoyed that. Uh Convergence Superboy 2 of 2 not bad. You had the the Kingdom Come Superman taking on the Con-El uh Superboy with the leather jacket and the earring and everything and they did a they did do a nice job in this book of having Kingdom Come Superman just basically saying, "Look, dude, like you're a little kid. I get it. You're trying to be like a big man, but I'm gonna fucking decimate you. Stop. <laughs> Let's talk this over because y- you've got no shot. Please stop, bro. Please he survived do not make a me nuclear blast with Shazam. He could survive anything. Well, yeah." But it's always nice to see Kingdom Come Superman. Uh, the The writing was good. The art was good. That one was was a pretty decent book overall. 
Uh, Convergent Suicide Squad, continuing the weekly trend of suicide bombers in DC Convergence books. Amanda Waller blows herself up and takes out a bunch of people in this one. So there's been, like, this is really weird, right? It, and maybe I'm the only one who thinks it's weird, but every week, every week in Convergence, there has been a suicide bombing. Yeah, I don't want to touch on that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah. fucking strange. And at least it makes sense in a book called Suicide Squad, I suppose, that it would be in there. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, don't read that one either. It wasn't it wasn't great. Like the writing was kind of eh. The art was kind of eh. Uh, Convergence Justice League. You've got some Kingdom Come characters and the Justice League International. Blue Beetle meets up with Blue Beetle, and they tell a bunch of jokes, and it's funny to them. And like you know, he there's one that he says in there. Uh, Ralph did Dinby walks into a bar riding a horse, and the bartender says why the says why the elongated face. Oh, but um, punch. It was okay. I, if you had to pick a convergence book this week, that might be the one to get. Um, other than Supergirl, like that one was pretty good. Convergence, Green Lantern, Parallax. Uh, Parallax kills everyone. So there's that. Like he sends Kyle Rayner back to defend Metropolis while he destroys uh, Electropolis, and like it was okay. You know, it's. I really liked the uh, zero hour storyline. I thought that was really cool back in the day. So seeing that character does have a a certain amount of nostalgia for me. Where I'm like, oh, I you know, it was kind of weird, but I I liked that storyline. I thought it was it was good. And you know, he's got a good line in here, and he says, you know, Kyle, your power ring may be the most powerful weapon in the universe, but it's only one of thirty six hundred, and I have the rest. Mm. It's like, oh. Yeah, that's pretty badass, I suppose. That's good for you. <laughs> so he destroys their... He completely decimates Electropolis, kills everyone, and it does a thing in this book where, like, oh, this is the only book out of everything that I've read in Convergence so far where once the fight is over, the Telos word bubble pops up again, and it says, Attention, citizens of Metropolis, you, you have win. survived... Yeah, you have survived the first round of combat. The city of Electropolis has been eradicated by Parallax. And then the champion of Electropolis, Lady Quark, uh, disappears. Dude, I, I really wanted to go like Street Fighter style. You win. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Lawless victory. Fatality. Yeah, so, well, seriously, the, these were complete fatalities. But, like, this is the only book out of all of them so far. Where it's been like, okay, the fight's over, you win. Yay. Yeah. Joy to be had isn't, by all. Isn't the stuff, like, kind of wrapping down now? Well, it is, but, like, what's weird is that in this book, the fight is over and Telos pops up. In every other book this week and last week, the fights were over. And then they were just like, I wonder what's going to happen next. Read Convergence to find out. I don't want to read Convergence to find out. I know. Well, That's especially we because... I know. Especially because Convergence isn't actually fucking talking about any of it yet. But we'll get to that. I, I don't know. I just... I thought that was very, very strange that in this book, you get, like, Telos saying, you know, you win. Lawless victory. And doesn't happen anywhere else. Very weird. Uh, Convergence Green Arrow. The story here was kind of cool because you've got, you've got Green Arrow... 
and his son Connor, and then the people that they have to fight are an older version of uh, Dinah, Black Canary, and her daughter with an alternate reality, Green Arrow. So she's like Black Canary-esque as well. Like it was, you've basically got the four family members together, but they're from alternate realities. It was kind of interesting, like the dynamic that they tried to establish between all of them, but they end up fighting anyway. And in this one, uh, Green Arrow actually loses. Oh, yeah. spoiler alert. Spo- oh, yeah, sorry, spoilers, because, you know, you're listening to a comic book podcast, so spoilers. Get bad. with it, Dan. Jesus. <laughs> I know. Convergence we, Catwoman number two. We don't two. necessarily review books. We spoil them. We do. That's, that's, we should change the name. Welcome to the spoiler cast, issue one. I'm your host. No. So, Convergence Catwoman 2 of 2. Uh, spoilers. Uh, she dies. <laughs> she oh, gets God. shot at the end by someone who was trying to shoot Batman. Like, she jumps in front of Batman, and this is a oh, kingdom come she Batman. She did, like, the, that I'm a good guy thing. Yeah. Uh. And he was like, what the fuck are you doing? Why did you do that? She's like, I, I couldn't. I'm not strong enough. Is, but is you she on like a kingpin type swag or? No, she's still in the uh, the weird like late '80s, early '90s okay. purple jumpsuit. Yeah, I, I I'm not reading these books, so I I was just <laughs> curious which one this was. Wait, yeah, what do, you, it's what, the... what do you mean the kingpin swag? She uh, all right. Uh, cats out of the bag, issue forty. Uh, of um, or what is it? Uh, Whatever the new fucking Batman is, I think she's uh, she's got quite a uh, well in the new new Batman run. Doesn't isn't she like a kind of a big deal? She's more than okay. She I was. I just thought you meant she was no gigantically no, no not, not fat Wilson bald Fisk. with yes. the cane. No, not okay. not Wilson Fisk. I didn't mean it like that. I apologize. I, so is uh is this the issue where they draw Catwoman as a big fat bald white man? Yes. <laughs> Yes. I that's uh, it might it might still be early, but that is the image that popped into my head with tiny little <laughs> cat ears on the top of his bald head. Well seen a Kyle. <laughs> okay, oh, sorry. That's awesome. No, that that's great. I that would be more enjoyable than the book was. Uh Convergence Batman Shadow of the Bat number two. Uh if you remember from last time we talked about this issue, I really liked it because it was the Azrael Batman and you know, I just Fucking loved that storyline back in the day, and actually really enjoyed the book. Uh, this issue, not so much. It wasn't as good. Uh, I remember why Wetworks was not successful because uh, they suck. They're the the main protagonists here in this issue. Uh, it was okay. Like it wasn't a terrible issue. I just I really enjoyed the last one, and I was kind of let down by this one. Uh, they end up working together and. You know, things happen and they go about their separate ways at the end of it. Uh, they end up fighting, like, just some weird shit. About it. Like, it was, it, it didn't really Wait, make a lot of sense. Is Wetworks that weird, like, Top Cow book that they everyone's had? Everyone's gold. Yeah, everyone's gold. They Yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it was like the competitor to, like, all the image shit that was coming out, right? Well, it was, it it was, was originally... Image, wasn't it? No, yeah, it, it, it was, was image. It was okay, image, it was. Okay. yeah. It was one of the books, like, when all the big guys, like, it was like, oh, my God, Image Comics is forming, and Rob Liefeld, and Todd McFarlane, and... That, yeah, and, okay, that, that's, and, it, it was like that super, yeah, okay, that's, yeah. that's what I thought it was. I, I've never read it, I've just heard about it, and it's... It's a military ne- team, is, is really my yeah. understanding. Just more bullshit day. I don't want to read. 
Well, yeah, and like the biggest problem with Wetworks was, at least back in the day, was all of these creators are coming out. And oh yeah, the guy, Wallace Portacio, who also draws X-Men, like he's coming with us too. It was like all the big names, and then this dude over here as well. And Wetworks ended up being delayed for like six months or something from the initial launch, and people just... It, it was kind of doomed from the start. So to see him again in this book, it's like, eh, nope, nobody still cares. <laughs> Sorry, dude. You know, you're a good artist, but uh, whatever. Uh, Convergence Batgirl number two. Uh, Catman gives himself up. Gorilla Grodd goes away. And uh, Stephanie Brown and Dick Grayson make out. There's like a weird scene at the end where they're like, uh, you know, full disclosure, my rib really hurts. And then Dick Grayson's like, my kneecap doesn't look like a kneecap. And, you know... Are there any more places that are bruised on you? And she says, I don't know. Would you care to inspect me? And like, mm-hmm. Ugh, good superhero sex banter. Ugh. Yuck. Very W. No, very CW. Sorry. That was There's CW. No WB. I've, I've seen it done much better in Axel Braun films. Oh. Just saying something. Ooh. You know, some people will get that and others will not. And that's fine. Not it, a clue. Don't Axel look Braun. that one up. Big fan of the show. <laughs> I hope he is, actually. Big fan of his. Anyway. Is he a porn star? Because Con- then, no, I don't want him to be a big fan of the show. Why? Porn stars like comics, too. I just... Right. I, I don't... I don't... Don't judge. Who is he? He's the director of the uh, Batman X parody and Superman. And <laughs> Shut up. That. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah, he really is. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Axel Braun, big fan of the show. Get it? Big? Porn star? Okay, things have... Really taking a wow. turn. Wow, that's like a train. Oh, never mind. We had a. There was. <laughs> so, Convergence anyway. Batgirl number two, not the uh, not the best book. It still looked really good. Uh, Rick Leonardi's artwork, uh, I'm a fan of. So uh, the cartooning was really solid. Like the the action scenes were really good. Everything looked really nice. Um, I felt like there was more story here that could have been you know uh, pulled out a little bit, but. That's kind of how I feel about most of these books, is that there is actually an interesting story here, except that last week in Convergence, you told me that none of them matter. So now I'm just kind of trudging along through these books instead of really kind of reading to find find out what happens or how they win. It, you've already told me it doesn't matter. So uh, the last Convergence tie-in this week uh, was by far, in, in my humble opinion, uh, the worst of the week. Convergence Aquaman, the uh, Tony Bedard's writing was solid. It's the, the fucking art, man. The art in this it's book, the fucking art, was so god awful. Like it, it is, it is, it's just not good. I don't know if Cliff Richards has done other work that is good. Uh, I don't know if Cliff Richards can see, but yeah, I really don't know. Like it is the weirdest. It's it's almost like Archie status, dude. Like it's very minimalistic. No, even even Archie has depth. There is no depth to this art. At no, all. everything not at is all. flat. It you can, it's very hard to see who's behind whom. Like that there, wall in the background looks just in line with whatever death blow. You yeah, know, it's just there is a picture on the fourth. I think it's page number four. Um, that is it is the very bottom panel after a guy gets shot in the face, and the reaction shot that his buddy makes the, is... The, the, th- the one-third mouth? 
Yeah, like <laughs> it is. It it's the worst picture I've seen in a comic book in years. He's he's done work. Uh, Richards is best known as the penciler of the Buffy the Vampire monthly series from Dark Horse Comics, as well as the artist on the Buffy limited series uh, Haunted. He also penciled Sojourn for CrossGen. He also worked on Birds of Prey, OMAC Project, and Wonder Woman for DC Comics, and Rogue, Excalibur, and the new Thunderbolts from Marvel Comics. Uh, Richards also illustrated the Hunter's Year One miniseries for DC Comics. So he's done a lot of work. He doesn't really have an excuse. It, it, well, the rest of it can't be this bad. When it comes to art, there's standardly up to three people. Pencils, inks, colors. And the pencils could be solid. It's once you throw so on flat colors. The, yeah, I guess, but I don't. You could like, lose everything. I I didn't even really enjoy the pencils in it either. Like I I don't like the character design for Aquaman. He he just very plain looking and I don't yeah, know. So- like for Aquaman to be in like an eye catcher, he needs to have something to him because. All honesty, he doesn't really have any superpower that makes him stand out all that much, unless you he really, has a really hook try. Hand. Yeah, and <laughs> he has a fucking hook hand. That's for God's sakes, and he uses it like a fucking grappling hook. It's just weird. It's weird. Where is the rope kept? I don't That's know. Like... <laughs> it's kept. Cu- it's kept up like in his uh, his spleen. <laughs> yeah, I'd up his like arm? to see the uh, the X ray for how that looks <laughs> on the inside. Well, like, and a lot of guys have been drawing. Um, Really, ever since John Cassidy uh, started drawing Captain America like 10 years ago, he did the, the relaunch of the Captain America book and took the, the flat design of Cap's costume and made it like raised and gave it depth and texture. Mm-hmm. And they kind of did the same thing to Aquaman then. They were like, no, this is like a scaly shirt. And like it's got the scales kind of are over top and inter- interlocking and overlapping kind of like design. In this book, it's just like uh, I gave him an orange shirt and drew some half circles on it. I put a bunch of smiley faces in. <laughs> it's under but, armor. But not even through, like, the whole shirt. Like, it's, oh, God, it's just bad. It, like, it, it really turns me off from, from reading the entire book. And and there was actually some cool stuff done in this book of, you know, the, the guys that Aquaman is working with, you know, they the sprinklers won't come on in the basement while he's fighting Deathblow. And he's like, hey, guys, what the fuck? I need water. And they're like, look, uh, when you took over the aquarium and we brought you in here, um, I installed a dehydrator because, uh, you know, everyone thinks Batman is the darkest of the Justice League, but the fact is you're the most dangerous one. It was like, oh, that kind of makes Aquaman a badass, but I can't even get to it because the art is so fucking terrible. That's really cool. They're trying to play him up, but... Yeah, like, there there was, again, there was potential here, but, like, the way that he ends up finishing off Deathblow is he's like, well, he stabs him in the neck, right? And then all this blood shoots out everywhere, and the scientists are like, what the fuck? That's not water. And then one of the scientists explains that blood is the chemical equivalent of seawater. It's like, really? Are you fucking... Wah, wah, wah. No. Can we get a redo? Don't read this book. Can we get a redo on the book? <laughs> a mulligan, yeah. if you will. Oh, I'll give God, him another was... shot, man. I, I like seeing Aquaman in, like, cool shit. Yeah, Aquaman's cool, but, you know, thankfully, these books are done. Like, every week that we go through here, like, these books, so that's it for Convergence Aquaman. So, I don't have to worry about looking at this shit again. Getting to the last one, Convergence number six. Uh, this was by far the best... Uh, 
the best that Convergence has been. I don't think it's a coincidence that this is the first issue that Jeff King has a co-writer on. Uh, Scott Lobdell is in as a co-writer on here. Ed Benny's or Bennis is doing the uh, the pencils in this book, and he does really good superhero work. He, I believe, his his biggest thing was the relaunch of Justice League with Brad Meltzer like five or six years ago. Uh, but he just does really really quality superhero work. There are that half the issue is double page spreads, which can be annoying, but you know here looked really good. He captured all of the different eras of superheroes really well they actually sort of evolved the story a little bit like you know like some things actually Whoa, happened really yeah the rest the story it was crazy i don't believe it <laughs> no i it it happened I, like i read it and went are you sure really i kind of liked this one like this book i would actually read are you feeling all right no <laughs> but that has nothing to do with it um <laughs> like there's a bunch of supermen get together which was kind of cool and then flash is like oh there's other flashes here like and he finds a bunch of flashes and deimos was actually kind of badass and the the only the the big negative that i had with this book is that you have this universe spanning epic thing and you can do literally anything you want so you have the good guys with uh with superman against the bad guys with deimos and that's really all you get. The good guys are with the good guys, and the bad guys are with the bad guys. How, I don't you know, understand. What do you mean? Wait, what? Take, yeah, really, take a step back. You lost me. You made a left there. Good, and I was yeah, right. good, guys right? and good guys and bad guys and bad guys? Yeah. Cats That's with it. dogs and dogs with cats? <laughs> Total anarchy. <laughs> like, nothing, you know what I mean? There, there was no risk taken here. Okay. Like, they could have done something really cool. You know, like, that. one of the things I loved, if you go back and comparing event to event is not necessarily the most fair thing to do, but if you go back and look at, like, Civil War, it was really interesting in the Marvel Universe to see which side of the line people fell on. Right. You know, here, it's like, oh, look, all the bad guys are with the bad guy. Great. Moving on. So, thankfully, uh, you know, like I said, to be fair, this was a pretty good issue. Things happened. Unfortunately, it came about six issues too late. There's two more weeks left of Convergence. I don't really know if where they're going. <laughs> well, <laughs> that. But I don't really know where they're going with this. The last issue is just going to be ten black pages and a sorry at the end. <laughs> I hope no, so. No, they would never, ever do that. They wouldn't give us the satisfaction. <laughs> of a quick death, no. <laughs> but, like, there's no, there doesn't seem to be an end in sight. Like, our, okay, so Convergence, all the worlds are colliding, but you've only shown me, like, a very few that are actually being affected. Like, there's just not much happening. All right, look, let, let's, you know? cards so. on the table, let's call this thing for what it is. It was a space filler for them to move to California. This That's, that's what it was. They were trying yeah. to make it sound like more, but it wasn't. They tried. I give them credit. It probably was difficult trying to get the books out and people to write them with a transition going on. Good try, guys. Finish it up. As DC co-ops like swoops into Dean's house and snipes him, giving away his secrets. <laughs> it's uh, I, black what helicopters really... and whatnot. 
Yeah. <laughs> Threat neutralized. We're good. <laughs> the last thing you hear from my microphone. It just really bums me out because there was such a, a, a great deal of potential here. There was so much that could have been done. This is an, actually a really cool idea. And Evan, in a couple minutes after Dean, you're going to talk to us about how it could be done well. Well, we don't. You could go back to 1985 when it was done relatively well. Yeah. But anyhow, go ahead. Yeah. So, Dean, what do you got for us this week? You guys want the good news or the bad news first? Bad news. Oh. Yeah. Let's keep Get the trend it all going. Out of the way. Let's stay with bad news. Bad news was Bill and Ted's most triumphant return. Really? Do I need was to it, say anything else? <laughs> was it? Was it not triumphant? Well, I was excited for like 10 minutes till. The book was like, hey, you remember that time they got those robots? Yeah, that was yeah. cool. Or, hey, you remember the time those two little aliens, like, built shit? Yeah, that was cool, too. Station. Yeah, like, it. that's the entire book. Like, just the comic writer sitting, like, next to you, Stone, being like, hey, remember the time? <laughs> like, yeah, that was a thing. Remember that? Yeah. Actually, so it's an episode of Family Guy. I would, I could kind enjoy of. that. <laughs> like it, it was, it was like I, I was waiting for something to happen, and it finally happened at the end of the book. All right, so they they get back from uh the the future or whatever. Their their battle of the bands thing goes great. They got Good their beards and mustache, whatever the hell they were at the end of the movie. Uh, they have kids and stuff, and they're being like whisked away with like a ten thousand dollar check, which they think is a lot of money for some reason. I. I'm like ten. What even in the '80s, ten thousand dollars wasn't really that much money. So, well, in the grand scheme of things, that doesn't make you a millionaire. So that is correct. It I, makes you a ten thousand. Ten thousand. Thank you, thank you, Evan. Uh, but I, you know, I'm 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 reading this, and I'm I'm like, is this just gonna be like, well, what's next? And that's exactly what it is. It's it's them being like, well, now we need a second song. What do what how how do we get a second song? So George Carlin comes through his thing, and he's like, it's okay, guys. And you expect him to give him, like, some awesome fucking thing, and he doesn't. He gives them a news article to, like, the first review of the Beatles, like, just tearing them apart and everything and telling them how much they suck. And Bill and Ted are like, well, what do we do with this? And he's like, nothing. This is just to show that you guys got to be yourselves. And make something, you know, that you enjoy. Not everything is going to be something people like, but at least you know that you guys were being true to yourselves. And he just kind of fucking takes off. And that's the last we see of George Carlin in that issue. Um, so after that, they're like, well, that's bullshit. So let's go into the future and find out what we wrote that made us so popular. So they go into the future, and literally they are, like, the um, leaders of the world. There's water slide taxis everywhere, and fucking everyone's saying awesome and rad, and everyone sounds like a teenage Keanu Reeves, which made me want to put a gun to my head. <laughs> I, I'm not are you gonna... sure it's not just the voice in your head that it was written very eloquently and you just translated it in to, your brain to, to sound like that? To Keanu Reeves? No, it wasn't yeah. written eloquently. It was like, um, oh, dudes. And I'm like, I was just trying to throw that out there just in I case. I know. I appreciate it. But no, no, it's it's just not a good book. Like, I, all right, cool. I mean, I don't know what the fuck I was expecting. It, it's exactly what most people would probably expect out of a book like this. Hijinks occur for fucking Bill and Ted 
in some sort of timeline. Yep, that's what it is. And they throw in all the old characters and stuff. There's no new characters, not one. It's just all old characters or uh, relatives of old characters and stuff. So there's not much going on. So whatever, I'm fine. If you want to read Bill and Ted, go ahead. You're not going to like it, but go ahead. <laughs> the art's good. I mean, the art's, like, really colorful and stuff. And, like, the future uh, for them is really, like, nicely um, done. But, yeah, I mean, the story's just not there. And, you know, I'm... I'm a story guy, man. It's just it's just kind of silly and dumb. But speaking of silly and dumb, in a good way, I read Howard the Duck, and I I I fucking love that book, man. It's it's awesome. There is not a bad thing about that book. Uh, so long story short, just to fill you guys in, he gets uh, Howard the Duck in the first issue gets abducted by aliens. The Guardians of the Galaxy rescue him, uh, so on and so forth. He gets put back on Earth. And then when he gets finally back to his office, Aunt May robs him. Straight Wait, up, just like, give me your aunt money, May? bitch. <laughs> yeah, aunt, aunt May? May? Peter aunt Parker's May. aunt? Yep. Robs him with a gun. And then she, then she hits him with the butt of the gun, and he gets concussed and knocked out. Well, yeah, Secret Wars is like really, you know, it's been traumatic for these guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's been tough with some characters. Yeah. So... He gets knocked out, and he ends up back in his office for, um, uh, God, what the hell? Uh, back in his detective office, because he's a private eye, and there, there's a gentleman waiting in his office being like, you were supposed to get my necklace, and that's how this whole story arc started, is he was supposed to find a necklace for a gentleman. And Howard the Duck was like, I got it, I got back off the spaceship, and then an old lady robbed me. And now I don't know what the fuck to do. And the guy's like, you get it back or deals off with the money. So that uh, that happens. He ends up tracking down Aunt May. Aunt May doesn't remember a thing about doing this uh, when he finally tracks her down. And, hmm. you know, Convenient. he's like, well. And, yeah, Aunt May's like, well, I'll help you any way I can. So now um, he befriended this uh, young girl, uh, like a teenage girl, all covered in tattoos and everything. And now he has Aunt May helping him. So they're in disguise and everything, and it gets really fucking weird. Um, Aunt May actually ends up getting robbed and by an old man in a walker, and instead of stopping him, they just follow him to a warehouse where the ringmaster is collaborating all these old people to steal pocket change from people because he's done with doing big heists and stuff. He's going to live a modest life by having old people rob things for him. So, yeah, it's it's <laughs> fucking weird, but it's super super lovable. It's it's great. So Howard the Duck is like, I need to get that necklace back. He finds it, but Ringmaster's like, old people attack! So they're moving five miles an hour, like <laughs> like kind of fake slapping and stuff, and they're just kind of like, well, that's uh that's not doing much. Uh, but then. Howard the Duck's client comes, and they're, they're, his name is Richard. And uh, Howard's like, "Oh, I got your your necklace. Uh, you can pay me now. I'm I'm the hero and everything." And Richard just straight up like d blocks him, like fucking punches him in the face. And Howard's like, "What the hell, man? Just I got your necklace. What what are you being a jerk for?" Turns out it's um uh Ta Talos is is that his name? Did I get that right? 
maybe. Hang on, hang on. I'll I'll, sure. I'll edit this. Um, because it, Telos is the guy in Convergence. It, it's that's what I thought, but this is something like it. Uh, can can you guys vamp for me for a second? Do 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 do. you're doing good. Keep it up. More vamping, Evan. <laughs> well. Do, do. Wait, wait, um... Is that the fucking girl from Ipanema? You're welcome. Love it. No, Talos the Untamed. Is that a is that a character? Sure. Talos the Untamed. That's a thing. Because I love this book because it has like little tiny editor's notes that really just make fun of the entire story and whatnot. It takes itself with a grain of salt, which is fantastic. Because if you're going to make a funny book, be really funny about it. Just fucking, you know, ham it up. Do what you do best. And that really seems what Marvel is doing a good job with lately. The unbeatable Squirrel Girl, Miss Marvel's really good. Um, the Howard the Duck's great. These are all funny books that, you know, kind of take you away from the Secret Wars stuff if you need a breather, which... Sometimes you need a breather. It's okay. So right at the bottom of the page, it's like um, uh, the, the the whole panel says, Talos the Untamed, and Aunt May is looking at him like, uh, who? And it says uh, at the bottom, who indeed to Wikipedia with you or join us here next month or some answer for some answers and some questions and some quancers in Strange Bedfellows, and that's how it ends the book. And I was like, all right, cool. I like it. It's great. This is a fun book. Also, the short story that they put at the end was really cool. Where I'm, I'm just going to go through it all because Bill and Ted was so shitty. I only spent like a couple minutes on it. Um, the short story was really funny. It was um, a bunch of hero impersonators uh, calling Howard the Duck in to help out with a case. And um, Wolverine's like... I don't know where Wolverine's been. I've been losing lots of money because Wolverine's been off the map for a while. And Howard the Duck's like, I got this. Let me call my contact. Uh, his contact is Spider-Man. But I like what he calls him in his phone book. He goes by Spider-Man Drew Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, nice. So he calls him and Spider-Man's like, what do you want? Stop calling me. And Howard's like, oh, hey, Spider-Man, listen, uh, I need a favor. Do you know where Wolverine's been? Like, you know, you know what's up? And he's like, he's dead. Stop calling me. Bye. <laughs> and Howard's like, oh, okay, yeah, picnic? No, can't do it. Um, All right, talk to you later, Spider-Man. See ya. And all the while, it's a dead phone. So he hangs up his phone, pretendingly, and he goes to the Wolverine impersonator, and the Wolverine's like, uh... So what happened, bub? And um, Howard the Duck's like, um, bad news, man. He's dead. Uh, so there will be no more jobs for you. And Wolverine starts like freaking. Well, fake Wolverine starts freaking. And he's like, what am I gonna do for money? I'm gonna be homeless now. Blah blah blah. This and that. And Thor's like, no, you could be one of us. And um, fake Thor, obviously. And Howard the Duck's like, listen, you guys are nice, tall, white men and everything, and you could be Tony Stark, Thor, really anyone in the uh, universe. But him, he's short, he's hairy, who else is he going to be besides Wolverine? And uh, 
Wolverine like gets all sad about it and everything, and then like some bull man guy breaks through the wall and shit, and um he like starts wreaking havoc, and like Wolverine's about to the the impersonator's about to jump into action. He's like, I'm gonna take over for Wolverine, and then this Punisher impersonator who's been in the corner the entire time making balloon gun animals or <laughs> balloon animals in the shapes of guns just walks over and shoots him with the balloon gun and kills the bull minotaur. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck just happened, <laughs> but this was five pages of greatness that I, I want to keep and cherish forever. It's, it's just one of those books where like, I'm like, I need a breather. Let me read Howard the Duck. I know it's going to be good. And it is. It's really great. The art's cool. The characters are really funny. And they use Marvel characters. She-Hulk's in it. Spider-Man's in it. Aunt May was in this one. You know, there's really a lot to love about it. And it's cool that they use these other characters to help Howard the Duck along. They don't have to create a new staff because they have all these heroes that they can just go ahead and poke fun at. It's not canon, so it really doesn't matter. It's a great time. Yay. Yeah, Chip Zdarsky is uh is killing it currently. He's doing amazing work on sex criminals with Matt Fraction and Howard the Duck is amazing. Yes, so everyone yep. read it. Everyone read it. If you're not reading Secret Wars, read Howard the Duck. Read Secret Howard the Duck. Read Secret Duck. <laughs> Speaking of, there is a Secret Wars tie-in coming out that I am incredibly excited for. It is the Howard the Duck Secret Wars where it has been inverted, and Howard is a human, and everybody else in the world is an animal, and it's being done by Jim Mahfoud. It is going to be... <laughs> That's like, like the, awesome in print. <laughs> it really, It's going to be the best book that comes out this year. But if I may jump in here real quick before we get to Secret Wars, uh, just piggybacking off of Howard the Duck, there were two other DC books that came out this week that I think people should check out. They're just the little sneak peek things they've been doing. There is a sneak peek Batmite, because after Convergence, DC is going to put out a Batmite book. And why not? Because why not? I'm ready for Martian uh, Manhunter, man. That's what I want. Yeah. I don't know if the preview has been out for that yet, but this one was pretty awesome. It's written by Dan Jurgens. Um, he killed it. Like, It's got really, you know, really solid cartooning, like actual, it looks like a damn cartoon. And Batmite's just in it being ridiculous and silly and things are blowing up. And they're like 10 pages or whatever. But the the main one that ties in a little bit closer to Howard the Duck is there is going to be a Bizarro comic book. And there is this really incredible sequence in this book where Bizarro is rocketed off of his home planet. And the the way the panels break down is Bizarro comes flying through the wing of a plane. He looks up. He sees Superman then saving that plane. And then the last panel on the page is him in a Bizarro costume. What makes this page really amazing, though, is the text. And it, it goes like this. After me land safely, me realize who me really am. Me am that guy. Me am hero. Me just need ugly uniform. Me will become a bat. Which is fucking incredible. <laughs> Incredible for anyone who has read Batman Year One. It is Bizarro saying, I will become a bat, staring in a mirror, wearing a Superman costume. Fucking out of control great. That does sound pretty entertaining. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. It, Bizarro is going to be uh, probably like, it'll get four issues and they will be amazing. But anyway, sorry, just had to jump in there with that. Evan, 
Secret Wars number two, I believe is. Did you read any of the tie-ins this week as well? Yeah, there were two. Yes, I, I got this. I'm, I'm right. pretty much going to glaze over the bits of information that I acquired from the two tie-ins, which Itty was um, Last Days of Captain America and the Mighty Avengers 8, and then the Last Days of Magneto, number 18. Um, okay, first and foremost, both books. Art was really good. Stunning, actually. Um, Captain America was done by Luke Ross, and Magneto was done by Paul Davidson. They're both very different art styles, but they were they it they progressed the story along very very well. They they looked sharp, but in Captain America there are a couple of things that I picked up on. They did this um in the process of telling the story. They showed it like they started like 178 days before the event, and it's Captain America sitting around with the Mighty Avengers, you know, just having a powwow, and he's trying to explain what's going on. And I think it was best, but like. The best description simplified is that the it's like a pyramid of cans in a supermarket, and some jackass took the bottom one out, and now all the cans are falling in on top of each other. So like mm-hmm. it, it it just visually you know what that looks like. So now we can sort of grasp what's going on cosmically. Um, couple of bits that he brings to attention. The last time this happened, the Infinity Gems helped end it. He use the infinity gems the illuminati right now may have the infinity gems and old cap is now on his way to go kick the ever-living crap out of the illuminati that's pretty much what i got out of that book that and white tiger has some family issues um fair enough right i I, (laughs) that's that's what i got um apparently spectrum is also kind of pissed about the situation and I, I don't know what she's going to do, but she's apparently very, very powerful with, like, electromagnetic fields and energy waves and shit like that. So her and Blue Marvel sort of confront um, the, the the Illuminati. It's uh, Mr. Fantastic and Black Panther. Like, you knew about this shit. You didn't warn us. This is your fault. And they're like, listen, it's, Reed Richards just like, you don't know me. You don't know the shit that I've gone through to deal with this. You have you stop trying to judge me, and then just bounces. Then Spectrum's like seems to throw a little bit of a tantrum. She's like, "That's it. I'm gonna look." To me, it looks like she's gonna blow shit up, but that's neither here nor there. Um, in Magneto, apparently, Magneto thinks that he is the one that's gonna save the day by controlling the both Earth's magnetic forces. I don't know exactly what he's going to do, but he is siphoning the magnetic fields off of both planets and becoming super, super powerful. Um, he gets this little, you know, pep talk from a Submariner, and he's like, well, if it helps you, picture them to be the ones trying to suppress your people. That always helps me that I, when I'm fighting my enemies, I think they're the land dwellers trying to destroy my home. Um... And conveniently enough, at the very end of the book, when everything is coming to a head, what the, the portal opens and these sentinels come through. Out of every possible version of villain, of character, it just so happens that the sentinels show up to confront Magneto. I just thought that was a little fortuitous for him. 
Um, really not much progression of the story. You get a little backstory between him and his daughter. But other than that, it was just okay. We're just getting more on the ground type stuff. Um, now, I, I breezed through all of that to talk about Secret Wars number two. Unfortunately, this is only going to be an eight-part miniseries because this book has, like, last week's was great. I really, really enjoyed it. This week's has taken it up, like, a notch and a half. Um, Assad has knocked the art out of the park. Like, it was beautiful. And you made a comment earlier about it being, like, Game of Thrones. And it yeah. really, really was. It was great. This, this alternate universe that they're on right now is set up in a hierarchy similar to that where doom is god no if ands or buts about it he runs this place as a god his chair his throne is the tree of life it's it's the the theoretical setup that that um odin and and thor their their system that all the worlds are intertwined and connected in a certain way it's that setup but all of the names of the place are like, instead of it being Asgard, it's Doomguard. Um, we got there was like Doomstant, Castle Doom. Like it's everybody's rocking around Doom, and I, I mean, in the book you could see why because he is like the ultimate badass throughout the entire thing. Um, lots of character, like they just reached into the Marvel Universe and picked and chose whomever they wanted and threw them into this book. And normally when stuff like that happens, it's really kind of hard to tie it all together and make the story cohesive. But they did a really good job because very beginning we get like a a, a, a police troop of Thors. Um, we get the Future Foundation. We get um, Mr. Sinister, Doctor Strange, a couple of fantastic kids. Um... Captain Britain's. Captain, Captain Britain's, a Venom, some Ultrons, uh, Nihilus. I think I got everybody caught. But, it, it, okay, there's a fight between Captain Britain's and Mr. Sinister because in this realm, someone did something to piss someone else off, so they do a fight to the death type of thing. And what's great is it's Brian brian braddock who's like the younger of the two brothers and he's like i'm gonna do this i got this and they're fighting with those you know batons you know like american gladiator type style and he takes a good swipe at sinister and knocks his head clean off and he just starts to you know celebrate like he's won and then odin's like well if it was only that easy that'd be great and then sinister beats the crap out of him without his head at the end of the fight he picks up his head and he puts it back on and then he goes to give the final blow doom stops it um sends okay hangs sinister or he's, he's told to string him up um and then sends the older of the captain britons the older brother to like sends him away to go uh, over the wall now conveniently enough the other side of the wall is full of zombies Ultrons, Annihilus. <laughs> it's not a place you want to go. It is the end. It's the fall, they, they were calling it. Um, but the thing is, th while all of this is going on, there's this little side plot that um, the... I couldn't remember where I seen the aliens from, but 
they what I recall was when Planet Hulk was going on, this type of alien was one of his little followers, and it turns out that they're on um the 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 planet where a Hulk rampaged and an earthquake had happened. Or they said it was an earthquake because allegedly another Hulk is loose. So there's multiple Hulks. They find a a piece of something that predates creation. And that's not allowed because it's blasphemous to Doom. All hell Doom. Doom. <laughs> okay. Now it's like it's trying to straighten like a, a really squiggly piece of twine. They we're in they, it with you. They, Keep going. They they shadowy talk about it the entire time, and when we finally see it, it's the life raft that well we think it's the life raft from the first issue that Mister Fantastic and his team take off in. But what ends up happening is they accidentally open it, and um, it's just full of baddies like that that douchebag of a of a Mister Fantastic. It's all the ultimate villains end up pouring out and they're like that's it we're taking over yeah it is the uh the cabal the cabal oh man i'm gonna so have to read Thanos this and Terax and i mean and it was like i i definitely didn't expect it and not only to give me the surprise that the, the cabal designed well i'm assuming they designed their own life raft to get themselves out of their predicament to show me that and the badassery of the Cabal, like the same four panels, was awesome. Yeah, it, and I think you've missed, like, the biggest, fucking, the most badass thing of establishing Doom as the ultimate ruler in this universe. The guard of Castle Doom is Galactus. Oh, it's Galactus. Yes, I have that written in my fire. notes. <laughs> it is Galactus on fire, and he just stands How do you there. get Galactus to work for you? That doesn't even make sense. That's what we're saying. It, it, like, <laughs> Galactus don't yeah, work for this, no one, man. And, and it, she's, like, it was funny because in the very beginning of the book, they show this Thor-like looking guy. I don't know if it's Thor I don't, or you know the male version of Thor, but it's a young... You know, blonde-haired, long, buff dude, and it's like a they, there's a the hammer is just sitting there, and the test is to try to pull on the hammer. If the hammer comes off the podium, you win. You become the part of this Thor core, if you will. And they one guy tries, fails. Second guy tries, succeeds, and they say, "All right, this is this is now your thing. We we pray before our Lord." we pray before god and they kneel down and what they're kneeling down under like if you were to okay if you were to think like the catholic faith in the in the church you got that that cross with the hanging guy on there and instead yes, of that guy, got it. instead of that got a giant doom head so like i don't i yeah, can't wait to says- find out if i don't even know if we're going to find out how what chain of events took place to make it so Doom is God? But I would definitely be interested in to read in that book. Yeah, they say uh, Neil because God is watching, <laughs> and then that panel of just the giant Doom face. <laughs> You're right. Like Assad Ribic is fucking killing it on this book. I, I, and if I'm not mistaken, it was a, a Ross cover as well. Yep. Dude, I mean, uh, it's so pretty and it had Thorfrog. 
Yes, it's true. There was a, a Thor frog in there. <laughs> Thor frog was on it. It's amazing. It was I I am ple- I so pleased that this story is going the way it is. Like it, okay, it's if you, great. If you really think about it, Convergence, Secret Wars, sort of the same theory. It is the same story. Just one is done really poorly and so far one is doing it correctly. Well, yeah, and Secret Wars, even in the back of this issue, they give you a map. <laughs> they give you the map of Battleworld, yeah, and that, where shit is. And that's, and that's the thing. Like, when that when that raft opens up, they're, they're, the Cabal is con- confronting whomever's there. It's like, where are we? Tell us this place. And it turns out they landed on Battleworld. That's how they got there. Um, it's kind of hard to understand... Where Battleworld is in comparison to Doom World, I'll call it. It seems to be sort of under, like, like yeah. if the planet was flat and they just poked a hole through it and popped out on the other side, like that's where Battleworld is. Um, but I, I'm kind of hoping that it's not multiple. Like they have the ability to make it so that there are multiple battle worlds. Like, well, this one ties in here. This one ties in there. If they just make it like there's a bunch of portals around battle world where all of these people are popping up through, because, like, that's the only way they can get all the characters into one spot. Right. So, Mastro yeah. showed up in this book. Remember Mastro from that like yeah, mid '90s so Hulk good. story? So good. It, it was it, and it's like background type stuff. Is it's like Easter egg almost. And just doom badassery. I, I you know, I, I, I was slightly disappointed because, like, the reveal of Doom sitting in his tree throne. I, I, for a hot second, I thought it was Moon Knight. And then I said, ah, no, it's Doom. Because he's wearing all white and a hood and gloves. Ah, but either way, top notch. Really well done so far. I mean... I don't know if they can get better. I can only hope that they do. But if they keep it going at this pace, I'm going to enjoy this entire thing. They're not, yeah. and they're also not inundating us with tie-ins. You know, right? There are some. Yeah, not twelve, not a week. eleven per week. Telling the same story over and over again, over and over. And the ones that they're doing, like here's where Marvel is getting it right versus what DC has done with Convergence. With Marvel, some of the tie-ins, I'm getting a Master of Kung Fu book. I'm getting that weird Howard the Duck book. Right. There's going to be Old Man Logan and Secret Wars 2099. And, like, just weird shit that I want to see. And, like, calls calls back to the past. And there's an X-Men 92 book. And, like, just a bunch of different shit. Whereas DC is just continuing to tell that same story. Of like a bunch of, well, they're not even really telling you who, I mean, they put the little blurbs at the beginning of the book, but if you're unfamiliar to the point, like I was reading them, of like, well, I don't know which of the eight choices you gave me on the front of this, I don't know who this is. Right. You know, Marvel's really, really doing this well. Now, when I read it, the reason I made that Game of Thrones comment, though, is because this does strike me pretty much as just Game of Thrones. Like they don't have the wall, they have the shield, right? But the, the and they, it's the not, Thors are the the crows. But it's you know, not that it wasn't that last. I don't think they're gonna keep that 
storyline right. running. Because like, if you look at the um, the map on the back or right. the back of the book, it's showing where the tie-ins of the universes are. So that you know, you got Spider Island in there, and and you know, Doomstot and Manhattan's like square in the middle. So our six one six universe is the center point of this entire story. So I don't know how far they're gonna go with the Game of Thrones esque stories, but you know what? They've done a really good job of it so far. So they can just keep throwing books at me so far for now. Well, I feel like DC is uh, at the point where. They're doing that whole roundtable discussion, and there's the guy with the cigar looking like J.J. Jameson being like, Johnson, Johnson, what are the kids liking these days? Um, So we're going to tell the same story in 11 books, and we're going to repeat the first part 11 times. That's what the kids like? Yeah. Sure. Kids like repetition. Kids love repetition. Let's do it. All right. Cool. Great. Do it. And then his, like, a big approval stamp, and then it gets sent out. And that that's what happens at D.C. I hope there's someone working there that I hope Jeff Johns has a JJ Jameson haircut and a mustache and that's how he does everything. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm really I really sad. did luck out. I, I, not for nothing. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm really sad that this isn't my assignment for the summer. But I I mean I'm and but that's the thing. Like I've reading all of the Convergence books and then jumping over and reading Secret Wars. Secret Wars is is maybe even that much more enjoyable to me because it's like, oh, this is how this should be done. This is <laughs> this the way. This is how they do hey, it. Hey, bitches, because... my crucible's right around the corner, so uh, don't know, worry. This is, this is true. It's amazing but how like, all the that's... events happened exactly the same time, huh? That's so weird how that's that happens. Horrible. But yeah, like, I mean, that's what I was saying. The Convergence storyline, there is so much potential there. It should be great. Yes. Because who doesn't want to see, like, when they did that weird Convergence preview book and it was like, that Superman has an afro. I'm really excited to see that one show up again. Like, weird 70s Superman? Like, giant black dude with an afro? Like, that sounds fucking weird and different and cool. And I'm in. Awesome. And afros not even are there a awesome. Yeah. No afros. Not an afro to be found in Convergence you know what, so Dan? far. Not we, we got sans afro. We got multiversity. Yeah. We did get yeah, multiversity. That was really exactly. good. You know, so I'll take the go with the bad. I mean, I wish multiversity was longer, but I don't want to tax Morrison either. So the great and mighty yeah. Morrison. The great big fan of the show. Mighty, mighty Morrison. Morrison. Mighty Morrison, big fan of the show. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I believe, Dean, that next week, uh, I believe that's when your first Sonic book drops, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Days. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. All right, well, you're going to have to. Well, I'll to. talk about it then, but I don't want to talk about it right now. All right. Is this the one where he's in a golf cart? Oh, stop. Stop. It's it. a red golf cart, like his shoes. Nice. Because that means it goes fast. I don't understand. Why does he need a car if, no, you know what? Going to save it. Going to fucking save it. It's like poking the bear. It's awesome. <laughs> wonder if he makes brum brum noises as he drives. Wouldn't you? I, of course. But you also can't run at the speed of light either. This is true. You don't know me. <laughs> I forgot you were the Flash. Sorry. Do you think the Flash I, has a car? I've got red shoes. I bet he had a car at one point. I don't think he has a car anymore. Oh, Superman had a spaceship. See, that, that shit don't make really sense. Dumb. Superman doesn't even breathe. Or he doesn't need to breathe in space. 
I'm not. I'm yeah. not gonna fucking argue superhero logic. I just. I just want it to pop every once in a while. Just. just. Oh, so good. I'm yeah. excited. No, you know I popped off on the last episode of uh, Stone Age Gamer. I don't need to. Okay, you're good. You got yeah, it. Out of your I got that all uh, out of my system for the week. Fair enough. Well, I think that's gonna wrap it up for uh, issue 35 of the Paper Cuts podcast. Really good stuff coming out from Marvel. Really good stuff coming out from pretty much everybody but DC right now um, is kind of, I think, what our consensus is, unfortunately. Yep. But the great thing about all of this is that Convergence has two more weeks left. And then after that, we're going to get a ton of... <laughs> two yeah, more a, weeks left. 47 books. Fucking <laughs> 24 more issues. But there's there seems like there's some really good stuff coming around the corner. If the Bizarro and Batmite previews were any indication, DC looks like they're going to be taking uh, some chances with their characters and not having every book uh, kind of look the same and sound the same. It looks like there's going to be some diversity in their lineup, and I'm really excited for that. Did you, it uh, sucks that there's 24 more issues between them. Did you see the Lobo preview? I did not have a chance to look at that yet. I wasn't able to read it. I just glanced at it, but it, the, the art was... was pretty pretty good i mean yeah. i'm not a fan of the new style o lobo i like the right. old badassery that was but yeah. they did a good job with the artwork i'm gonna have to check it out yeah well and dc's doing all these preview books that are you know that that's good like the let's give them something to have them coming back you know i'm gonna check out the aquaman preview book because i love aquaman even though he looks terrible in his convergence <sighs> book and you know the martian manhunter book that i really hope is good or else dean is gonna I will burn down DC's new building. (laughs) People will die. They will. There's a new Dr. Fate book coming out. I get really stupidly excited anytime Dr. Fate shows up. He's just, he's like my moon knight. Imagine if Dr. Fate and Sleepwalker showed up in the same book. Oh my god, I fucking, (laughs) you know, just. (laughs) They'd have a big old circle jerk right in front of Dan. All the excitement. No, you can't have that in there. All the excitement, <laughs> all at once, all for you, all over. <sighs> yeah, no, that would be, you know. So we're really excited about it. I'm looking forward to it. <sighs> Next week, join us for more Convergence, more Secret Wars, and possibly some more, uh, or so the start of Worlds United. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes. Dean, do we have any show notes that we need? Yeah, to they're in the about? show notes. Everything's in the show notes. Secret Good. Wars, uh, Howard the Duck, Convergence, anything you want to look up. Uh, it has links all to the Comicsology stuff. So if you want to buy it right away, you can. It's just literally, I link you right to the page, so you can't fuck it up unless you don't know how to use a mouse. Which I mean, maybe some people do. I don't know. Uh, besides that, you got our social links right below that, so you can check us out, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, we're doing Twitch stuff now, so you know, you can follow us on there and everything, and so on and so forth, so be sure to check out the show notes so you can be directed wherever you like. Woo! Excellent. Evan, I believe there's a, uh, comic book convention coming up soon? There is. Guard State Comic Fest, July 25th and 26th in Morristown, New Jersey, at Men in Arena. We're, we're I mean, that's it. We're we're out of spots. We're just now getting out so that we get more attention. Going to stores, going to shows, just 
pushing as hard as we can in this last, Jesus, it's like 70 days, give or take. We're excited. Yeah. Right around the corner. Yeah. And that and that's something else I want to mention. That there's a lot of shows out there now. So if you haven't been to a show, you don't have to wait for the New York or, or, or the San Diego. There's lots of smaller shows out there, and you, you should really, if you have the ability to, go out, support local shows, support local comic shops, do everything that you possibly can so we can keep this medium going. So that's my spiel. Check out Garden State Comic Fest, Facebook, Twitter, all of that other stuff. Hope to see you guys there. We'll be there. It'll be amazing. Yeah, we got stuff I'm planned, excited. man. It's going to be fun. Stuff. Surprises. Mm, surprises. <laughs> well, that's going to do it. Until next week. See you later. Bye. Adios. Bye.